maybe that's not for me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I even think like having those experiences and differences, that's what allowed all of us to kind of get this far in life too, and kind of make us the unique individuals that we are. Because um, what I'm hearing from each of you is that there is some sort of, you know, familial connect uh, connectivity towards it. Like whether it's the grandparents, the parents, there's some sort of aspect to kind of say, you know, I've witnessed this grind early on. What can I, what do I want to take away from it? And what do I want to change about it? And that's what's making that own unique flavor. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, I think it's that for me, for sure. But also, I've lived on the streets, man. I know how people do it. And by seeing the lifestyle that those people have chosen to live, that's a whole other discussion. But uh, (laughs) I know where I don't want to be. So in order to not have that, I know what I need to do to not be there, which is you got to work. You have to, there's no free lunch. You have to do work in order to get an outcome. Yeah, I can agree. With that. That's probably um, where um, mindset of it a lot comes from. I'm like, oh, this is fine. I'm not homeless. We're good. Like, <laughs> just keep going. <laughs> so would you say to like for your particular experience, like being at that level of like, um, you know, almost like nothing, you know, like that aspect of nothingness and then working your way back up. Would you say like that further reinforce like why you don't need that? you know, that villain of like um, the, the, the things that you don't like, like you're kind of just motivated by the difficulty itself. Because it, it does seem like um, with myself included, Tyler and uh, Rothman, it's more so of, you know, we know what's unpleasant. We know that we have to embrace the boogeyman or boogeywoman, you know, but to make sure <laughs> that we, you know, we address those obstacles directly and say like, this is a challenge, but I'm not going to let you hold me over. Um, I'm going to get to whatever, whatever I need to get done. But for you, it seems more so of like a, a neutral perspective. And would you say coming from such a low, you know, a low, I don't want to say like low level or low state to be in. Oh, but, I was for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like starting from like a bare bones kind of approach, would you say that's kind of, you know, maybe that was the ultimate villain for you. That was the boss to overcome. And so now everything else is much more minimal relative to that. Yeah, that that definitely is like the haunting feature in the back of my mind of like, that was a reality that's possible. Don't go through that again. So <laughs> do all the things you need to, to not have that happen. I like that. Okay. Cause yeah. Cause I'll say, even for me, I would say specific obstacles um, throughout undergrad, throughout my early um, career, you know, there's certain tasks that I look at as like that, you know, that opposition where I'm just like, they're in the way. How can I overcome it? How can I grow? But I think the overall accumulation of that is like how I'm how I'm viewing the, the the situation as a whole, you know. But it sounds like you got all of that up front, so where you don't have to worry about anything that's much smaller, much more minimal. Everything else for you is just kind of. It was like, yeah, I, I've handled harder lessons. I've I've had harder experiences. Exactly, I would say that. I think about that constantly. Like, oh, I've had it worse. Like, nothing <laughs> bothers me. Like, it's impossible to bother me now. I go like. Just the other day, actually, I was moving my TV in my place. I dropped it. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, well, I'll get another one. Like, nothing bothers me. Like, I've seen the worst. And I've seen a lot worse than that, too, because a lot of friends and family are dead or in jail. So I've just seen a lot of traumas in my life. And so now I'm like, we're good. Like, <laughs> it's almost like you've been desensitized to Very a lot of this. Very much so. Yeah. Another thing, what I was thinking about too, in a similar way, going through school was like, you know, I was in my 20s, grinding out the engineering stuff. And I'm like, you know what? 
some of our forefathers were in World War II watching their peers die. I can study for this exam. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do live in, so like, I think that's kind of interesting, um, kind of seeing like the labor aspect. Well, because Tyler, you said your grandfather is more of like a, an entrepreneur as well, right? So he was more like business hands-on. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And my dad too. Okay. Because I will say, I think that's kind of an interesting trend. Like when we look at society of where we are now growing up, like in the, you know, the 2010s, the 2020s, and really getting our careers established, things are much more different than how they were back then. Like for our parents, for our grandparents, you know, tech helps out a lot. Like there's different, there's unique aspects of it, but, you know, we're not really doing too much hands-on anymore. Like I know my, my hands get dirty on the keyboard. That's the, that's the worst I do. And I, I blame chocolates for that. But <laughs> it's like knowing that the world is so different, um, do you feel like that kind of opened up additional opportunities for us as well? Do you think it made things easier or made things more challenging or, or just even different? I think it definitely opens up opportunity. Um, you know, not only in terms of entrepreneurship, you know, coming up with new new processes, new methodologies to create work, mm -hmm. but also for, you know, just yourself, you know, learning those things. So one thing that I always think about is I work in CAD programs, computer-aided design. And so back in like the 80s, uh, maybe up until some of the 90s, all of the drafting, all the plans for, you know, when you're building a building or whatever, people were drawing this stuff by hand. You know, they had the scale, they had their pencil, and they were over these giant pieces of paper and they were just going at it. So it would take them, you know, days, weeks, months to put out, you know, a set of plans. I can go in there now and use tools to put out this set of plans, you know, anywhere from a day to a bigger set, maybe in a week. And, you know, this is the, the increase in productivity um, has just been incredible. And so this is kind of one of the things I have the issue with is, um, is the grind. Certain types of grinds don't need to be as difficult as they are now. And I think um, certainly for someone like say myself, you know, my productivity versus someone who was back in the 80s, you know, drawing by hand is much is orders of magnitude higher. Um, and so I think sometimes there may be a little bit of a disconnect because um, I feel like I'm, you know, grinding my butt off and maybe I don't need to be. And would you say that's more so of just the traditional societal influence? Would you say to kind Absolutely. of continue Absolutely. Um, so maybe, you know, once people have seen how productive we can be, you know, I'm sure, you know, time like like deadlines have gotten, you know, smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And so now it's like we've artificially or I, I think in some ways the grind has been artificially like kept alive for some things, not all grinds. But in terms of labor, I think in some in some areas, especially where we use technology that have that has made things so much easier, um, the grind maybe is not 
it, it's not, I don't want to say appropriate, but maybe yeah. it's not required or needed. Like we've added aspects to it that is um, essentially unnecessary. Like for, for the growth that we made in terms of alleviating pains, we're now creating pains to go with that growth. Exactly. Okay. Okay, Tyler, uh, Aaron? Yeah, that actually opens up a good question for me too. Like um, if we have enough time, I'll tie it in because I have a very good question for that. But yeah. Sorry, I was just going to say the grind, like what my, so my, my grandpa and my dad grew up in Southside Chicago, right? So they had to grind as entrepreneurs in a city that's segregated, right? So like, I don't have to have, I don't have to grind as hard as them um, mm -hmm. in certain aspects. So I, I think we definitely have it easier, especially with, you know, the progress we've made with a lot of like race issues, but there's still you know, we still have a lot of work to go, but I, I do think in that aspect, but I do like Rothman's um, point about even with tech too, um, it's a lot more accessible for people to, you know, make their dreams happen, especially in the online space. Like I do all my side hustles are online and there's a lot of be money, a lot of money to be made in those spaces. Um, so it's just really interesting how things have changed over the years. Oh, yeah. Cause, Cause also too, like, as since you're also like um, uh influencer as well, it's like, even on your page alone, you have, you know, 10,000 people that you can now have access to immediately, like at your disposal to kind of say like, hey, here's my recent post and now have, you know, thousands and some people, even millions of viewers all in the, in the course of an hour, two hours. Instead of handing out like pamphlets by hand or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Because like I will say, um, one thing that we all kind of benefited from is uh, this, this thing you guys might have heard of, it's called uh, Google. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah they're getting bigger so you might hear about them in the near future if not now but um yeah that wasn't a thing at one point in time like everything that we have at our fingertips um that we can query up within minutes is something that well actually i'll say seconds too like you have like decent wi-fi it's like that would take people weeks months even years of just studying like um going to libraries finding out if the the book that you need is even available <laughs> And then having to actually act upon that, build that knowledge. And, you know, if you had to check out something else, you would have to go back and now reference that versus us. We can open up several tabs and just click back and forth. But that's something right. that throws me off. So in college, I get like <laughs> when you have to study for tests and whatnot, like, you know, no Google, no cheating, whatever. But in the real world, when you're at work, you do just quickly Google an answer. So it's almost mm -hmm. like the college grind is forcing you to do more than you need to. Like we have access to technology in the real world. No one's going to be testing you on these things. Yep. Like just going to pull up a tab <laughs> and pull it up. So I, I do get frustrated with that aspect. Cause I think that is such a valuable skill for someone living in the 21st century to have, to be able to know how to utilize Google, you know, and get the answer. Cause a lot of things mm -hmm. I do in my job, I have no idea about insurance really, you know? So it's like, I could just quickly Google and learn what I need to learn to, you know, do the project. So yeah, it's much more it's much more optimal it's much yeah, more optimal. Exactly. It saves time energy everything see I, I think that's a perfect example of what um rothman is mentioning like the that unnecessary you know hurdles that we now create like we live in a society where we're like hey we created all these ventures where things are supposed to be much more you know easy easily accessible and you know being utilized but yet for some odd reason we said you know this also creates some extra hurdles like, right. let's get let's get rid of the big bosses so we can put a bunch of minions in. And it's like, it's not really needed. Well, it would be like Rothman, how you said they used to draw CAD designs. I don't know in college if they had, like, it, it seems like 
the, okay, take your test. You can't pull up Google, whatever. It's like, okay, you guys draw it. So now you understand the basics, but you have this program you can use. It's like, what, why do we even need to draw it anymore? We don't, Yep. but I get like, it's, I don't know. I get learning as a very basic level to see. Yeah, this I think, used to I think do. on that point, STEM is very different than traditional stuff, quite honestly. In terms of like uh, evolution or in which it's, people it's terms of Googling things. Okay. <laughs> You're just not going to be able to do. If you don't know that you can't do a differential equations on their own. Googling isn't going to help you. Like you well, have that's a fair point. knowledge uh, in order to get yourself going to know what to Google and like, where would you even look stuff up? So that's at least when the scientific fields, you need that. Like school is very necessary to like know what the hell, because otherwise you're completely lost. Yeah. Like, like, like we'll definitely need some sort of foundation. I do agree with that. But it's like, at what point, at what point should we start learning the modern tools? You know, because like, um, you know, I would say our foundation should be our, you know, initial two years in college or our initial two years in um, our careers. But then at some point, if the tools are already there and they're readily accessible, at what point are we trading off learning unnecessary foundation versus unnecessary uh, versus necessary uh, tool utilization? Mm. So here's here's an interesting point. Actually, somewhat pings on Rothman's idea too. So Rothman, you're mentioning how, which is true, I 100% agree. We have more sophisticated tools that make our oh, way more efficient in our day-to-day jobs, right? Right. So you still got eight hours in the day. If you could do a job that did take that would have taken someone in the eighties four hours, but now you can do it in five minutes. What do you do with the rest of the three hours? Nap. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's 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 kind of what what we were talking about is we fill in the gaps, right? right. So, and sometimes we fill in the gaps with more work. We take right. on more than we can chew. So exactly, um, I agree. Right. So, uh, you know, even though, just like you said, I can do a task in five minutes and I have, you know, seven hours, 55 minutes left in the day. uh, Now this allows my company, company XYZ, to get on to take on more work. Right. And so um, I don't want to tangent too much on this. But one of the problems that I have with this is if I'm doing the work of like 20 guys from back in the 80s who got paid around the same that I do now, you know, adjusting for inflation. Mm-hmm. Why am I, you know, am I where where is the productivity of my labor going? Where is the monetary value of my productivity going? But I'm just going to throw that one out there. <laughs> I have two comments on that. Uh, number 1, Interestingly enough, so before I worked for the company, before now I worked for a Japanese company and Japanese work culture is very traditional. As an example, um, you showed up, uh, they don't have cubicles. They had like long tables. Uh, It was all open office space style. And what happens is when the manager or your supervisor or the boss shows up, you don't leave the, the job. You don't leave the office until that until they leave. <laughs> Which, what that means is you're spending 12 hours a day when you probably got done with your work, like right. in four hours, idling around. You have to find something else to do. So mm-hmm. that's interesting to think about. So then what do you else, what do you find yourself doing? 
Well, that's a whole other discussion too. Uh, on a secondary point though, kind of leading into what Tyler was saying too, I think the biggest thing that college probably teaches you is that, hey, you're going to take four classes, five classes a semester or a quarter, depending on what you got. You got to learn to manage this. Time management is probably the most important thing you figured out in college. And that translates directly to the real world because to your point, you can finish one task. Now you have to fill your day with other things. And all of a sudden you have 12 projects on your table that week and you have to figure out how to manage it. And that's the college experience that really harpens on that for sure. And one thing I want to add is if, okay, if you do finish the, the difference between, you know, working for a company versus you being a freelancer or working for yourself at my job, we have people who are hired as, you know, independent contractors. If my job asked me, you know, we need you to create three graphics and, you know, we have, you, we have your labor for eight hours. It might not take me that long to create the graphics. And now I have to figure out what am I going to do with the extra, you know, five hours of my time now that I finish this task versus they will pay that contractor specifically to create those three graphics. And that's all the contractor has to do. And they don't have to worry about what else they've done with their time. They've, they've done the task. And that's why for me, I think being an entrepreneur is so important because yes, I deserve to get paid for the work I did and for the projects I took on. But like now I have to sit here for five hours and find more work to do versus I completed the project. You can pay me to do another, you know, like, I, yeah, I don't know if that makes any sense. No, it absolutely does make sense. Yeah. It's definitely more so because I think any any full time salaried employee kind of deals with that where it's like, how can I use the free time where I, you know, I still look productive, like um, working remotely. We all have, um, you know, uh, Microsoft Teams back then. It used to be like Skype and stuff like that, where it would literally track your activity. It would say, is this person on? Is this person presenting? Is this person away? Is this person offline? But I think as we move more and more towards like remote culture, People, you know, that creates additional anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like people say, like, I'm done with everything that I need to do, but what can I do here, you know, to not get in trouble, essentially, to not right. look like I'm just eating the money and just saying like, oh, pay me more for me to lay here. But you're getting penalized for finishing a project quickly, right? Like, oh, yeah, which should be a reward now versus the independent contractor. Bravo, you finished the project. You know, here's another one. So th- I don't like that aspect of it. It's like, okay, you finished the project quickly. And it used to take people forever to do. So now let's give you more work and pile it on. And now you have to grind harder. Exactly. No, I, I can agree with that. Like, honestly, so, so one thing I want to ask too is like, um, because the one thing when comparing like um, entrepreneurs versus, you know, the employer-employee relationship is it always comes down to, you know, working to work or working to live. And it seems like those two aspects kind of like coincide with each one of those approaches. So like, um, for example, because I actually wrote these ones down too, where it's like um, some people, they want to go the traditional route, work as an employee, try to move up the corporate ladder and just look forward towards retirement. And that's pretty much the way it goes. It's a very linear approach, you know, versus with being a business owner, there's all kinds of risk reward scenarios. Um, there's retiring whenever you want, if you do choose to. And, you know, seeing seeing the aspect of both, like as we have all been like employees at some point, some still currently, um, I know Tyler, you're also like entrepreneur right now, but it's like, which, like, which one would you all feel is more efficient for yourselves or even for society as a whole? Cause they, they both have pros and cons, but you know, which one would you feel is more optimal? 
I think Tyler would have <laughs> some really good things to say about this because you're in both worlds. It sounds yeah. like you're in both worlds. Yeah, I think for me and the life I see for myself, entrepreneurship just makes sense. Like I said, my family's, they're all entrepreneurs. It makes sense for me. But then there's also, you know, bringing it back to grinding. When you work a nine to five, unless you do have to do additional studying after, take a test after, things like that, you're done after five and you have the rest of the day. With entrepreneurship, as I said before, the work sometimes is never done. And so entrepreneurs might be working crazy 10 hour days every day and never um, finding time to, you know, breathe and come up for air. And of course, you know, having the safety net of having a job, you probably have great benefits. You know, you have healthcare, all the things. So I get the difference between both. And I hate right now there's stuff going around. Like I don't dream of labor. Like, okay, that's some privileged stuff. Like people have to work. Like, I don't understand that or the, Oh, retire in your twenties. I just graduated college. Why am I going to retire? Like this makes no sense to me. So I, I do think, um, especially online and in the influencer space, everyone's rhetoric is like, you know, leave your nine to five, um, work for yourself. And that's not, that's not everyone's dream. Being an entrepreneur is freaking exhausting and you can fail and then you have no safety net to fall back on. But for me, I'm like, I, entrepreneurship makes me happy. Um, I've been able to match the income I make at my job through my side hustle. So it's, it's working and I can have more flexibility. And my, in a few years, I would like to have a family and I would like to spend more time with my family and my mom was a stay at home mom and that whole thing, like I would like to be able to spend time with my future kids. So that's why I think entrepreneurship works for me. I like that. Okay. Tyler scares me so much because <laughs> I, I have thought about, you know, in the future, like, Hey, maybe I can start Rothman engineering or something. No, it scares the crap out of me because you're right. There is no safety net. It's like the, your success um, not only is determined by, you know, how much work you put into, into your um, company or what have you, but also it could just be chance, you know, say I start my firm and I don't get any work. I don't get any work for six months for a year. I'm going to have to go back and work for, you know, company X, Y, Z. Um, so it's not it, the, the scary thing for me is even though I may grind so hard and you know, have the opportunity, you know, to have this great reward for my grind, it may not, it, it just may not materialize. I think my aspect of it is I just, I don't really think about it of like working to work or work to live, or I don't, again, I don't even think of it as grinding. I just think about is the time I'm utilizing in my day valuable? Is this what I want to do? Do I get joy out of my work? Does it bring me passion? If yes, then cool. Do your thing. So for me, I do both. I have a quote unquote corporate job, but I do stuff on the side too. Like I've made, I've made, I'm a content creator. I've made stuff. I've been a racing driver for like over a dozen years. Uh, so I'm heavy in the automotive world and space. So I know all that world too. You, I guess my, for me, I'm lucky because I'm in a space where I can do both. I have a safety net where I have my nice cushy job. It's not cushy, but like <laughs> it provides more cushy. than it's more than I need, even just on its own. But it gives me time to also do other passion projects. Mm -hmm. And that's I'm in a beautiful place. I think I'm very lucky. Okay. I hey, there's a there's definitely a little bit of a, a cushion there. We all have a little cushion where we are. Like I'm I'm proud of all of us, like you know, knowing all of you, I know where we 
started off at as students and seeing where we are now. So we, we can embrace that cushion. Yeah, Whether I it's like a fat that. cushion, thin cushion, there's some cushion. Yeah, it's not, I'm not saying my job is easy. More for the cushion. But it provides more sustenance than uh, I even know what to do with. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> what else do I do? <laughs> Gotta go break a TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. I think so. Coincidentally, this ties in really well to, um, because I want to ask you all like personal questions too. Having like the background with all of you and, um, you know, knowing a little bit more about you. It's like, um, I feel like this would be like a good transition. So like, Aaron, since you just went, I will continue with you. And then I'll go to Rothman and Tyler as well. Just got off the clock, just got on my chill. Called up my homie Brent to see what be the deal. What you trying to do? I'm just trying to heal. Hella floated, never bloated's what I'm trying to feel. Hop in the whip and